0: Questions, questions, questions galore for the Virginia Tech Hokies. One of them being what Bud Foster was actually seeing out at practice today and the progress on the defensive side of the ball for the Virginia Tech Hokies. The other is the quarterback situation, which is David Cunningham of TechSideline.com noted uh, a couple of days ago when he was with us here and covering the Commonwealth. Seems like we've gotten more clarity on that just because we're getting more, excuse me, of an idea that. Grant Wells is in year two with the same offensive system. He has been pushed and has grown a little bit more. Um, My biggest concern still remains the offensive line and how it's going to protect a guy like Grant Wells and if Kyron Jones is is ready enough to at least jump in and how they would have to make adjustments if things go south for him. I I don't anticipate, uh, obviously, that being an issue right off the bat, but... That's one of the other questions for Virginia Tech. And then there's a lot of depth, it seems, on the defensive side of the ball, but playmakers actually stepping up. So their questions, I like the overall roster composition and talent for this team, but they still exist, questions do it, two of the most important areas of quarterback and offensive line. With all due respect, of course, to our next guest, who played tight end for the Virginia Tech Hokies and is now an analyst that you'll hear 6 p.m., two and a half weeks from now. Saturday, October 2nd, right here on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and on VTR in Southside 106.3 FM when the Old Dominion Monarchs visit the Virginia Tech Hokies. Mike Burnup back with us once again here in the fast lane. Mikey, first of all, hope and trust that you and yours are well and even more so the Virginia Tech football team. How close are they to coming together in a way where uh, fans can breathe a little bit easier when September 2nd actually gets here?
1: Well, they're getting closer by the day, Fast Eddie. I mean, it's uh, just a matter of time. You only get 25 practices, and they're taking advantage of that. They had one big scrimmage last Saturday. They'll have another one this week. And uh, then it's pretty much down to game prep. So uh, a lot of competition in a lot of spots, and I think you'll see a better product on the field than you saw a year ago.
0: Where does that start in terms of the better product? Um, Quarterback play I think will be better.
1: Uh, because uh, Kyron Drones is a real deal. Uh, He's pushing, uh, obviously, Grant Wells for the starting position. But I think the biggest change you're going to see is at the wide receiver spot. You know, last year you basically had one guy, Caleb Smith, uh, that could get you some separation. He was the big target, the main target for him last year. He left and uh, went to Notre Dame. And so Brent Pride had to go to the transfer portal, so he goes out there and he finds Allie Jennings from Old Dominion who caught – I think five passes for over 120 yards against the Hokies. And that win last year, he's a Richmond product. <clears throat> got Jalen Lane out there. Uh, they got Daquan Felton. So those three guys are really, really talented receivers to go along with some of the returnees. You know, Dwayne Lofton is finally healthy. Uh, Steven Gosnell is back. So um, I think that's going to be the biggest spot right there. Uh, that and running back, because obviously he had to go find a running back, right? Because Malachi Thomas just wasn't real reliable last year. Only played three games. <clears throat> so they went out and found, found uh, Rachel Tootin, who was the real deal. I mean, he had over 1,300 yards rushing and uh, had 13 touchdowns rushing himself, where Virginia Tech, as a team, only had 15. So I think uh, the running game will be better, and the wide receivers, the more weapons for your quarterbacks is the biggest difference.
0: I mean, out of that bunch, the easiest one to spot had to have been Jalen Lane, right? He had the patented Lane athleticism.
1: Absolutely. Over South Carolina, you got any relatives down there?
0: (laughs) Not to my (laughs) knowledge. (laughs) But we'll ride this one out as long as we can, Mike. Um, You mentioned the skill positions, though. The upgrade for the team and it becoming apparent. How much did Brent Pry know that that was an area that needed to be addressed, but... Couldn't flat out come out and say in the middle of last year, yeah, we just don't have enough offensively. I don't trust any of our guys, and yet I expect them to play hard. I mean, fans wanted to hear that, but it doesn't seem like it's realistic to have expected that. As opposed to Brent Pry earmarking these areas as things to address, which it appears he has. Yeah,
1: I mean, he's been real transparent about what they've had, and uh, you know, he kind of had to deal with what they got left, and uh, uh, so he did that, and he they recruited as best they could last year. But, you know, last year at this time, the kids had names on their helmets, right, because it was the first spring that they were going through, trying to implement everything with new personnel and new schemes and new terminology and all that stuff. And that was difficult. But now, you know, after being here a year, he kind of knows and sees what had to be addressed. Uh, He did that. I think those seven guys they got out of the transfer portal, every one of those kids is going to play. And every one of them, I think, is going to be a contributor. At Canteen, at Derek Canteen, defensive back, he's looked really, really good so far. And um, so, yeah, I think it's uh, it's a real plus what he's been able to do.
0: Mike Burnup, VT, <laughs> to keep up with him on Twitter, Trey Law VT and Fast Lane Ed Lane <clears throat> are the social media platforms for us. As Mike Burnup, Virginia Tech football analyst, joining us in the Fast Lane, you referenced Kyron Drones pushing Grant Wells. Do you have a clear leader in your eyes? And more importantly, do the, does the coaching staff have a player they believe is emerging for that?
1: Well, they like the competition. I think if the season started tomorrow, Grant would probably start. But I think that there would be a place for Kyron Jones to come in and play. He's got a different skill set. You know, he's uh, just a lot of experience. When he transferred from Baylor, he hadn't started the game. So, but he's getting uh, better and better. You know, he's, uh, he's got a live arm. He's uh, got a really good set of legs and so he can get out of trouble and extend plays because he's got that escapability to him probably a little better than what Grant has. So I think uh, there'll be a place for him on the field, certain packages and uh, he's closing the gap, so to speak. And I think, you know, if Grant goes out there and has a four interception game like he did against Old Dominion last year, uh, that leash will be pretty short, right? Because you got to get a good quarterback play in this league and, so I think Drones is a kid that uh, can certainly help matters.
0: What is his mentality <laughs> like and been like from the spring to the summer in <clears> what you don't see, of course, to now in late summer camp where all that offseason work pays off because if Grant Wells struggles, Kyron Drones could get the call. Or if Grant Wells gets beat up behind an inexperienced offensive line, that may also force more action for Kyron Drones.
1: Well, it could, and then drones could be behind the same line, too, right? So you just never know. You know, that's why the running game is so important. They didn't have it last year. They rushed for 3.1 yards per carry. That was pathetic. And didn't score a lot of touchdowns, had too many turnovers, too many penalties. And so you got to clean up all that stuff. But if you can run the football, you can throw it better. And I think that's what they're hoping for. And so you got some weapons back there now, so you'll have more, um, bigger windows to throw in, so to speak, for both of those quarterbacks. So I think Grant is uh, certainly has gotten his attention that he's got a guy that's chomping at his backside, right? Get playing time as well.
0: When you mention all the playmakers on offense, your old position, tight end, I know Daquan Wright's been battling the injury and they've got uh, Gosnell and they've got Gallo in that group as well. Is that an area of Virginia Tech? can count on to provide that dual level of ability, both catching the ball and adding extra protection for Grant Wells, or if he's at quarterback instead, Kyron Jones?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, Gallo caught 30 passes last year, and uh, he's a real target. He's been here since he was, uh, gosh, watching games since the eighth grade when his brother Eric played here. So he's a lifelong Hokey, and uh, I think he's supposed to have a great year, chose to come back for that COVID year and uh, he's really, really good, really talented. Uh, you know, Gosnell's been <clears throat> been good. You know, he battled that knee injury he had in the spring, so limited work, and Wright got banged up a little bit. But I think that's a nice little punch. you got a lot of depth and talent there in that position. And in, uh, Harrison St. James, uh, St. Germain, he has really come along uh, and played well as well.
0: We've got some week zero college football games next week, but week one is when the fun really begins because it's 6 p.m. Saturday, September the 2nd is when you'll hear our guest, Mike Burnup, Virginia Tech football analyst, as the Hokies welcome Old Dominion to Blacksburg. And we'll look at that in a moment. But defensively for this team, how much more do you expect out of this unit? And does Brent Pry expect now that it appears he's turned the reins over, by and large, to at least the day-to-day operations and the in-game minutia to chris marv the defensive coordinator
1: yeah he did that last year it's a liberty game it went well they won that game um, brent kind of washed his hands of it now he can spend more time uh, with the offense and more time with the special teams and you know the general just uh overall checking out the roster so that's been a real plus plus for him uh defensively obviously they got to create more turnovers right they only had four interceptions last year didn't have a ton of sacks didn't have a lot of strips but that's been a real point of emphasis is to kind of get the ball back for your offense. And I think another guy that you got to watch out for uh, is, a, is kid number uh, 52, transfer that came in from Florida. You know, his name is Antoine Powell-Ryland. He's about 6'3", and about 250. Uh, he is a guy that's got a big-time motor. Uh, he'll certainly help the Hokies in that regard to go along with our Burgos at the other defensive end. But, you know, Ed, when, the, when Virginia Tech was good, they had their best teams. They had about eight defensive linemen uh, that could go in there. you got to keep those guys fresh because in this day of spread offenses, you got to be able to rush the passer. you got to make him uncomfortable, and you got to help the guys behind you, those seven guys behind you, the linebackers, defensive backs. If you can get a pass rush, make the quarterback uncomfortable, it will help you in the long run. And the other thing that Marv likes to do, he likes to blitz, and I think he feels like he's got the cornerback's this year and those guys that he can put on islands and um put a little extra pressure on the quarterback so i think that's something else you'll see that's a little different from a year ago
0: mike you referenced the defensive backs being able to hold up long enough to bring pressure and to handle Mm one-on-one coverage but you more importantly for us because we're big fans of trench warfare so to speak play on the offensive and defensive lines how close are the Hokies to being as deep as they've been in their heyday at least compared to last year uh Uh, They're not close.
1: Um, They still got work to do. They still need to get at least two, maybe three offensive linemen, and I think they'd like to get a couple more defensive tackles that will maybe have a little more size. Uh, But they got guys that got experience. You know, when you look at Narell Pollard and Fuga and Kendricks, you know those guys that played a lot of football. Wilfred Panay, you know, they played a lot of football. But uh, you know, you got to have guys that can stay fresh and rush a passer. You know, that's a, it's a long game. It's going to be hot. It's early games, and you got to be able to get pressure on the quarterback.
0: Mike Burnett, Virginia Tech football radio network analyst, stepping into the fast lane, giving us kind of an overview of where the Hokies are right now. Who has caught your attention as an under-the-radar player outside of Antoine Powell-Ryland, the new kid who transferred from, basically he's from Virginia originally, but transferred back in from Florida? <clears throat> Who's a guy that has caught your attention through the first couple weeks of camp <clears throat> that fans should notice?
1: Uh, well, I think Tootin, obviously is the real deal. But if you think if you're talking about maybe some of the freshmen, uh, you know, that had pretty good scrimmages the other day, this this Traylon Mitchell, kid out of Richmond or uh, Middlesex, uh, North Carolina. He's a running back. He had some nice runs. Jeremiah Coney, uh, Coney from Richmond, he's another freshman that's looked pretty good in the scrimmage. Aiden Green's a wide receiver. You know, he looked really good in the scrimmage as well. And so. I think that would be a couple names. And some of the veterans, you know, that didn't play a lot last year, maybe they were banged up a little bit, Mansoor Delane uh, as a cornerback, he's the real deal. I mean, he's he's very, very, very talented. And so I think when you look at him and you look at a guy like uh, Keyshawn Burgos that didn't play a ton last year, he's a specimen, a 6'5", 240 coming off the edge. Uh, that's a pretty good one-two punch off the defensive end spot. So those would be some guys to keep an eye on now. It depends, you know, on what they do, Ed, because, you know, after the second scrimmage, they really got to pare down that depth chart and get the the depth chart set. And uh, some of these kids are probably redshirted. And so the second scrimmage is going to be a big one for a lot of guys.
0: How much do you have that marked and how much <clears throat> do Hokie fans have that second scrimmage marked as a time where not just more clarity on the <clears throat> quarterback position may come, but frankly, more clarity on the depth chart entering the Old Dominion game will come?
1: No, it'll be a big one, there's no doubt, because it's the last real big hitting practice scrimmage that you have. Because the next week, you know, you're going to start pairing the roster down, get the reps of the guys that are going to play, and then you go full-blown OD- ODU for the uh, the week. Uh, so it's all about Old Dominion. And so, yeah, it is going to be big. And, uh, you know, they got to by a couple positions. There's a good competition at the linebacker spot. And, you know uh, – Uh, they got to get that settled in and see who's going to be the guy and who's going to be the backups and all that sort of stuff. And the kickers are back, so that's one good thing that will help you as well, at least in terms of special teams.
0: Mike, appreciate your time in the fast lane. Thank you much, and if we don't speak sooner, we look forward to hearing you on Saturday, September 2nd at 6 p.m. when Old Dominion and Virginia Tech square off right here on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and VTR in Southside 106.3 FM.
1: Yeah, it's going to be fun having that extra half-hour pregame show is going to be good because uh gives us a little more time to break it down. So looking forward to the season, and we'll talk to you soon down the road here Fast Eddie. I hope you're doing well.
0: Indeed. Always a pleasure. Mike Burnup, with us once again in the Fast Lane. When we return, we'll get into the weeds on a little NASCAR, plus some of your feedback on a couple of other topics, a little NASCAR-related and a little bit broader, something Trey discussed a couple of weeks ago while I was on vacation, but... An inter an interesting discussion nonetheless that came from one of our listeners, so we'll throw our two cents into the mix on that. This is the Fast Lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and of course Trail V T and Fast Lane Ed Lane on the social media platforms.